Welcome to the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast that's raising the bar on craft cocktails. I am your host, Louise Salas, and with me, as always, is my very, very talented friend. She's my very own Jiminy Cricket, the mixtress DC Gina. <laughs> oh my God, am I a narrator? What? what? Talk to me about this. I already love it. Okay, I'm sure you know Disney's version of Pinocchio. Uh, and like most children's fairy tales, the original is much, much different and far darker. So let me tell you about the original version of Pinocchio. First, it was written between 1881 and 1882 by probably your cousin, Carlo Colidi. Colidi, <laughs> yes, from Tuscany, Italy. And in the, in the original version, or his version, Pinocchio, get this, he kills Jiminy Cricket with a, with a hammer, who later comes back as a ghost to warn him, to warn poor little Pinocchio, um, about the fox and the cat. They're about to dupe him. Um, but of course, Pinocchio does not listen. And so the fox and the cat proceed to stab him and then hang him and leave him to die, which he does in the original story. Pinocchio is hanged and dies. Fortunately, um, an early children's magazine, Italian magazine, picked up the story, but, but, had a, was not a going to allow it to end as a, tra a tragedy, so they required Carlo to rewrite it, and fortunately, Pinocchio later comes back to life. Yes. You know, you gotta give it to those Italians. They have a real way of like <laughs> making murder seem like okay. Or just even think like Disney took, well, he, they did it because all of it was because Pinocchio didn't listen to his parents. This, right. So he, I just say, yeah. it's the guilt. They just lay it on you. <laughs> You'll be murdered by your pets if you lie to mama and papa. Okay? I'm really following and see with that my kids. I try to tell them all kinds of fabulous tales of lies, but move on. Okay. Well, let's stay in that theme then. So as we, uh, as we go, this all makes sense because it's a cautionary tale about a mischievous boy who spent his life lying. And uh, so it, it all makes sense when I tell you who today's designated drinker is. You ready for this? Yes. And let's make this nonsense make sense and welcome Pierce McManus. He is part of DC's Perfect Liars Club. He is a storyteller, producer, host, Barker, producer, what I already said that one, promoter, you name it, he's all about the Perfect Liars Club. Welcome to the show, Pierce. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here. And you know, I was wondering where that whole Pinocchio shtick was going. I know it was and hard. now it like it makes perfect sense. Yeah, it was a small leap, huh? Yeah, well. You know. I would like to see a Sopranos version of Pinocchio, or maybe an all puppet version of The Godfather. Oh yeah. Maybe yeah, I don't that know. could be. Yes. Interesting. Uh like like marionettes. Like the real ones on strings? Yeah. <laughs> Got no strings to hold me up with. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, uh, yeah. Angela, or so, I don't know. Yeah. Well, do you know he actually- I already love it. Fredo, I know it was you in the hands. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, apparently he was carved from a magic piece of wood. <laughs> That's, yeah. Mm, it's not just any wood, it's a magic piece of wood. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's kind of funny when you did a little research on the original story of Pinocchio. Wasn't there a whole thing, too? They wind up in a whale, or is that the Disney yeah, that's, version? Well, and then and there was there's the a donkey. Yeah, it's really trippy. I remember seeing that film as a child, and uh, I think... You mean uh, last week? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're too kind, Louise. Um, yeah, Pinocchio. Let's Pinocchio. all revisit that classic work. So, as we say on this subject matter of liars, 
Tell us about Perfect Liars Club. What is it? Perfect Liars Club is a storytelling show with a twist. It's a monthly show at the Beer Baron Tavern in DC Comedy Loft. We've been around for, geez, five or six years now. And uh, the premise of the show is quite simple. You're gonna hear four hilarious stories from four hilarious storytellers pulled from the storytelling stand-up improv uh, scene in DC. Um, three of them are telling the truth. One is telling a lie. Uh, we turn uh, the show over to the audience and let them interrogate the storytellers to try and suss out the liar. Um, so, and, the, so the audience plays like a character in each one, right? I mean, they play an active role. Well, it's it's very heavy on the audience participation uh, role, which like which fun. is a super fun part of the show because in DC everyone thinks they're the smartest person in the room. So most of the questions they ask, <clears throat> excuse me, aren't really about the storytellers. They're more about the, the questioners themselves. For example. Um, if there's a story involving like a, a vacation or a trip, someone will inevitably say, well, well, I've been oh. to Rome and I know exactly the street that you're talking about and I've eaten gelato at that gelato stand <laughs> and they don't serve mocha chocolate chip. You're lying, obviously. So it's really, really interesting to see the questions that are asked at every show, the vibe of the audience, and then we put it to a vote at the end and the audience never gets it right. We had a show last night only 15 out of about 170 people accurately, correctly picked the Night's Liar. It's it's a fascinating study, and um, you know, our inability goes, to well just goes to show you that DC is best and brightest can't separate fact from fiction, which uh, should <laughs> which should trouble all of us, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how I we think, got into this mess. <laughs> I think it might be a little broader than just DC. Unfortunately, I think it's uh, it's unfortunately not just you know within our our small area of the country I think you're, or of you're the world. Right there. But, it's super fun. But you should come. Liars Club is Perfect Liars Club is not only in DC, right? Uh, that is correct. It was started originally uh, by a delightful woman named Layla McKay, who was a British expat living in DC. Our paths crossed in a storytelling class, and she came up with the premise for the show, and she, she launched it. Uh, when she relocated overseas, she passed the show's reins on to myself and my partner in storytelling crime, Kara Foran, and she has spun up now Perfect Liars Club in Tokyo and in London. And there have been a few other one-off Perfect Liars Club shows uh, that have taken place at sea um, oh. in Israel. Uh, so you never might know where the next Perfect Liars Club is going to pop up. That's cool. So, so Jeannie Pierce and I go back quite a few years. We, we do to, go back. Yeah. I don't, I don't, how did we actually meet? Do drinking, we know our think, origin story? <laughs> well, I think it was drinking at events. You know, we we're both from the advertising industry, and we would meet, and it was just, we, it was just kind of, it was just like a natural mesh. We were, I don't know, we just started drinking, and I, that's <laughs> <laughs> hard to believe. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah, I remember our paths definitely crossed at, at advertising events, and uh, there was drinking Addies, involved. And I, yeah, and it just, you know, the ad world attracts certain personality type and the ad world in DC definitely attracts a certain personality type. So, uh, yeah, I don't remember what event it was that we were at, but our paths crossed and, um, and it stuck. sparks flew and, uh, the drinks flew too. Pierce, I have a question. So you write, so do you write the material or you act in the show? I host the show. I trade off with Kara Foran, my, my hostess, and we each host a show and then each show is different. 
we pick four storytellers from the community who perform their stories. We work with them. We coach them through their stories. We kind of identify some questions that the audience might ask, and we just kind of get everybody prepped for showtime. So no two Perfect Liars Club shows are alike, and that's why audiences keep coming back month after month. Oh, I love that. So how does one become a storyteller? I mean, because you were, had a full-time gig in the ad world for years, and then went, did you go back to school for storytelling? Um, what did you do? Well, uh, my Irish ancestors instilled upon me <laughs> something called Blarney. Um, you know, I've always been fascinated with the art of storytelling. I grew up in a family where stories were told. My grandfather was a fantastic storyteller. My father was a New York City police officer, and he would regale us around the dinner table with tales of his adventures and misadventures in New York City. So I've always been fascinated with the art form. Um, and then back in 2011, I kind of had a uh, uh, terrible, no good uh, cancer scare that turned out, wound up being all right. It was great. I was misdiagnosed, actually. And I thought it would make <laughs> great material for a one-man show. Um, so I took a class with Story District, which was formerly Speakeasy, which is the longest and most well-known storytelling collective here in DC. And I took class, their storytelling 101 class, and it kind of set the wheels in motion for what's been now, what year is this? 2020 2020, now. yeah, wow. So I've been doing storytelling for what, five or six years now. And it's kind of opened the world, uh, opened a whole new world to me of uh, experiences, friendships, and things I would never have imagined, especially in a unique place like DC. DC is a lot about face and about being serious and not tipping your hand. And one of the key elements of storytelling in its purest form is being able to be vulnerable and connect with people. And I think, um, you know, DC can be a, a cold and serious place. And, you know, storytelling world and the friends that I've made in it have like exposed me to a, a softer, warmer, gentler side of DC. And I've, I've learned so much about people. And, and there's people that I know from the storytelling world that that I've seen them perform their stories, and I feel like I instantly know them and connect with them. And um, yeah, if you've never gone to a storytelling show in DC or wherever you are listening to this, I really encourage it. There's The Moth was the most well-known worldwide. Then in town, there's uh, Story District. Out in Virginia, there's Better Said Than Done. Um, there's a few other storytelling shows, Health Angels, which is stories about women's health. And then our show, which is a little bit more comedic and fun, and spirited with Perfect Liars Club. So yeah, I, I am uh, an evangelist when it comes to storytelling. You need to get bartenders on your show. They're, they're like, <laughs> they're the most fabulous liars ever and they do it every single night when, the seats, when all the seats change. You know, it's kind of an amazing thing, right? So every night, the five seats get up, bartender puts on the new face, boom, welcome to the bar. <laughs> and if a good bartender, I'll tell you the best stories and they'll be like, never the same story every night. Yeah, yeah, I would like to pull a little bit more from, you know, I'd love to do a, a, a bartender Perfect Liars Club um, and also kind of a DC celebrity Perfect Liars Club, maybe people from the, from the press or, you know, this would be hard to do, like a DC punk rock hardcore day Perfect Liars Club and get the real, the real skinny on uh, the that 80s and the old 930 awesome. club. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that. There's enough people that like hang around still and stuff yeah. and like they're in town. Yeah. yeah, we'll get Ian and uh Ian the two Ians to come and perform on the Sheen oh Savonius and Mackay. So yeah. A boy can dream. 
I'm just cheating. Ask him now. We're asking you now. All right, let's make it happen. <laughs> you know, guys, if like... you're listening, you're interested, perfectliars.club.com. <laughs> Hit me up. <laughs> I think yeah, we should cheers that. Oh, we should cheers that. Let's cheers that. It's my turn. Cheers. It's my turn. It's my turn. All right, so... You know, what's better to serve a liar than a martini, right? So 2020 is the year of the martini and it is making a huge resurgence because it is um, 100 years since night to the roaring 20s, right? So it's a futuristic kind of view into what, you know, people, the predictability, the predictions of, of the 1920s. So the martini for me is like this, like this classic, you know, time to go enjoy friends, meet people, hang out, have a drink. Um, and just like kind of like, you know, maybe even dress, put down your phone and actually have a conversation. Imagine so that. I'm really, I'm really moving more towards that, right? So um, the martini that we're doing today is a little complicated, but it's actually very simple and um, it's, it's Wait, quite what? It's complicated yet simple. It is, it is. <laughs> So it is um, two ounces of forged gin, and it's a half an ounce of sweet, rum, uh, sweet vermouth that's been steeped with hibiscus for about a few hours, depending on your flavor, and we'll give you the recipe how to do this. And then it is um, dry vermouth that has been steeped for only an hour with blueberry skins. And if you like it, you can, and I will also give you that recipe as well. And then you take them out, strain it, and then you make your martini, which is um, two parts of, and we're using forged gin in this, and then it's uh, one Mr. part. Mr. Forged Gin. Mr. Forged <laughs> Gin. Hi, Simon. Um, and then we're using the half an ounce of our infused um, Dolan Sweet Vermouth and half an ounce of our um, Dolan Dry Vermouth. And then we put in there um, one very long dash of Gary Regan's Bitters. And it, Gary Regan's Bitters is an orange bitter, so if you have something else that you'd like to use, you can. Look at that. Okay. So here I just we go. like I just like Gary. What is it, Gary? Gary Regan. Gary Regan's bitters. It is. <laughs> and now you know what? If you ever had the chance to meet Gary, it's it's much like what you just said. <laughs> I'm um, Gary Regan. Yes. On my bitters. Yes. Yes. See, he was like that. We, uh, we unfortunately, the Bartender World, lo I lost Gary this year. Oh no. But he is wonderful, and his bitters will live on. Um. I'm sure you've seen it before, the bottle. It's been, it's in every liquor store, everywhere in the world. So it is quite warm in the room that we are in right now. We should we mention yeah, that we Yeah, we haven't now? mentioned yet. Yes, we are here in the Union Market District at their new Latin market, La Cosecha. <laughs> and it is um, a little bit warm in the room. They're under construction right now. So uh, a couple of places are open. So if you are in the area and you want to eat some amazing uh, bites, come down here. So we, so normally I would tell you to stir this around, you know, I don't know, 30 to 45 rotations when you're doing a martini. This one we're gonna do like 50, 60 to get it nice and cold. Because there's nothing more disgusting than um, a warm drink, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, there might be a coffee. few more things that are more disgusting, but not yeah. in my world. Not are, you, are you actually <laughs> counting? Yes. The, the Here's the crazy thing: is she can count and hold a conversation at the same time. Yeah. yeah it's pretty impressive. It's, uh, Are it's, you mesmerized by that? Were you counting? I can't hold a conversation and hold a con conversation at the same time. So I'm, <laughs> I'm amazed. Um, so now we're pouring into our chilled um, martini coops. And we are going to finish this with just a, like a nice little sage leaf and a an lemon 
zest. Now, for the listeners at home, I, I, I have to say that this does not look like your grandfather's martini, especially the color. No, it's no, beautiful. It comes from the hibiscus. Hibiscus tea. Yes, it comes from that beautiful um, hibiscus, and it's actually not tea. Oh. It's um, hibis dried hibiscus, and it's actual whole flower. Oh. And you can get it in any um, Latin market. Um, it's available. Whole Foods sometimes has it, but not not the one. You go to your Latin market. It's it's nice. We're just gonna zest this across the top, and you have a beautiful aromatics of your lemon, and then we're finishing it off with just um, a piece of fresh sage. You just and really, you're just using it for the nose of it, and I nothing love more. Less. Just for the nose of it to just, go back to our Pinocchio just for the nose. <laughs> <laughs> it's just for the nose. I, I, you know what? It's so funny that. You say that, that was an accidental. Because <laughs> that was that was not my first intention, but now it now it is. It was one hundred percent my intention. Go with it, Perfect Liars Club. You yes, to I'm do going that. with it. So I am. Yes, I should be on the show, right? Perfect liar. <clears throat> I like the little uh, clothespins that you're connecting. The is that sage? To yeah, the sage. So just, you're doing it for the Aramax. I don't really want you to um, to drink it. I just want you to smell it. Oh, nice. So that's where the nose comes from. Yes, the nose that knows. What was that? <laughs> <laughs> Who knows that? Oh, one? that's it's a, a toucan Sam. No. A magical fruit. Yes. Yeah, yes. you're right. See, I'm but, old but he's, and watch but too much Sam TV. Sam did not even have a nose. Well, he had a beak. That is know. not a nose well, make. Take it up with the bird community. <laughs> <laughs> so when you first take this drink, like, let's have, you just kind of smell Ooh. it because the aromatics of it I'm, I'm are... I'm hit, hit by the aromatics already. That is so part mm. of like your whole world of it. Oh, so nice. Thank you. And it is definitely a martini. There is no sugar in there. It is not, you know, it's not, you know, it's, 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 there is no reason why it would not hit the, clar the clarification that cheersing with microphones is fun. Oh, wow. yeah, it's a little difficult. I'm just trying not to spill this in my lap because I don't want to waste a drop. Of no, you it. just want to spill it in your face. <laughs> All right, I'm two-handed in this puppy. Can I, should I just, what, is there just an Just go for it. Just, no, just drink it. It's funny. The art is to drink it. Yeah. Oh, he sucked it. Oh, wow. It's smooth and subtle, but with a little kick there at the end. Oh, the gin's there. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's there. I yeah. feel it. I feel it in my bones. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's hot. I mean, it's, uh, it's, it should be, but it's all perfumey and nice. And like, if you're a martini drinker, this is just a way to elevate what they did in the 20s, right? We all agree. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, bring it into the next... It's really years. lovely in this really so warm. So I hope in 3030 they have a new rendition of this drink. Yeah. <laughs> yes. When they dig our tapes out of an archive somewhere. <laughs> they're like, what is this? Oh, no, those are these well, ratchet our, people. Our avatars will drink virtual versions. Yes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they'll have sucked our brains out. And like, here, let's put this disc in. Oh, here I she is. I love this drink. It is great. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wow, this really is, uh, this is warming me up on a cold day. Yes. Here's to you. you. Thank Cheers. you. So, um, Pierce, you started to tell me earlier about last night's liar. You actually kind of brought it up. What was, or the one who wasn't lying, that no one, that you said only 15 people out of one. Well, that was the liar. The liar. Yeah. See, oh. DC is, as I said, is a woefully uh, 
He's woefully inept at spotting liars. Last year in 11 shows, they only spotted liar twice, which is about an 18% success rate. Again, wow. Very troubling. Last night, it wasn't even close. It was a runaway. The, only 15 people out of about 170 people spotted the liar of the night who told this amazing and fairly plausible story about uh, working for a very, very demanding boss, kind of a devil's wear prototype boss, overbearing, very needy, very clingy, who would just on a whim inform her that she's spending the weekend with her and then whisking her away on, on trips. So in the story, the uh, long-suffering assistant gets whisked away to Santa Barbara to post up at a bar with her boss and um, drink when the boss's ex-husband walks dun, in. Dun, dun, dun. And the, the, the boss is mortified, um, and, but she wants to put up a solid front, not to you know, lose face in front of her ex. So she, at the drop of a hat, introduces the long-suffering assistant as her girlfriend. So the girlfriend is immediately overcome, like, oh, this is, this is where it's going. You know, I'm going to have to like, go in above and beyond for my boss and prove that I'm, you know, pretend that I'm her girlfriend in front of her ex. And she's like, all right, well, um, I need this job and I'm going to commit to this role. So they're making small talk. They're, she's touching her knee. They're hugging and embracing. And she says, well, I have to get up and go to the bathroom. And the assistant, before she walks away, leans in and plants a kiss on her cheek, on her boss's cheek. She makes her way to the bathroom uh, and then thinks for a moment, wait a minute, when she said girlfriend, did she mean girlfriend? Or did she mean just girlfriend? Well, it was the latter. And <laughs> she did not keep the job much longer after that episode. So this was a completely made-up story. Love it. Yet the audience was convinced, except for 15 of them, that it was the true story. The other stories last night were... Um, uh, a man returns to his childhood home, which was an ostentatious, like, McMansion, and discovers there are um, squirrels living in the attic, or raccoons, excuse me, living in the attic that he has to fend off. Um, another story was a simple story about a man and his case of shingles. And nice. Yes, yeah. yes. And uh, his story, uh, the big question was a member of the audience said, you claim to go to a Kaiser Permanente in Crofton, Maryland. There is no Kaiser Permanente in Crofton, Maryland. Obviously, you're lying. <laughs> which, which was kind of funny that these are the lengths that people will go to to kind of debunk our storytellers. And does everyone in the audience have a chance to speak, or people that raise their hand, or how does that work? Uh, it's done by hand, hand, hand raisers. Yeah. Too. So we call on them, and then either Kara or myself uh, will. We'll reinterpret the questions, shall we say? Yeah. <laughs> Make them more funny and, uh, you know, kind of heckle our own audience yes. a, a little bit. So we like to take the piss, as they say, because sometimes DC crowds can, again, take themselves a little too seriously. You would literally make a fantastic bartender. We could make you take, you already have 99% of the job done. I can teach you to make drinks. Uh, well, I do love to run my mouth and I do love drinks and I do love to be in the company of happy people. So, uh, and I'm currently unemployed. So would you like to take me under your <laughs> wing? <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. Yeah. <laughs> so now you can see how Pierce and I ended up as friends. What? Yeah, well, I love it. Are you kidding? Like, I, it's like you're all the way there. It's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, I think... Uh, <laughs> Louise and I probably did many things 
under the guise of working in advertising that we probably would have been fired <laughs> for. Maybe, maybe, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, you know, it's, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, that's, yeah, that's what happens not, when you're in the I, creative department in an advertising agency. I'm, I'm not, I've been out of the game for a while, so maybe it's, maybe it's changed. I doubt it. Although I'm Not for the better, from what I understand, yeah. <laughs> Ready to go back? Maybe. I yeah. don't know. I don't know. Wow. So if you guys want any information on Perfect, Perfect Liars Club, you want to come hang out with Pierce, you're gonna, where are they going to go to get that information? You go to designateddrinker.show. What was that? Designateddrinker.show. And the other thing you're going to have on there is all of Gina's how-to uh, recipe t trips. Uh, easy for me to say. Tips and tricks. Tips and tricks. <laughs> Tits and tricks. Tits and tricks, everybody. That's a whole nother show. Uh, but yeah, you're gonna go there for all that information. We do that. It's for every episode, it's there. Awesome. Awesome. So it's time, Gina. It's time. So in this in this day and age, everybody has, you know, a spirit animal. <laughs> serious there for a, a spirit animal that they identify themselves with and they just, you know. They like, oh my gosh, I'm totally, I just, you know, I really think that I am a snail and it's because of the way I move around and I live in my own house and I, you know, ridiculousness, right? But if you are an ingredient and you can have one spirit ingredient that defines you, what is it? Can you rephrase the question? If you have one spirit ingredient. Oh, okay. Yeah. And it defines you, what is it and why? Pims. Pims, perfect. What? Why? Well, uh... Pims is a little out there, a little <laughs> unique. It's not something you would drink on a on a daily basis. You wouldn't want a steady diet of Pims. No one would want a steady diet of Pierce. So, um, but every once in a while, you'll come across it, and you'll be like, "Damn, that's pretty good." And like, it, it catches it off guard, and you're like, "Wow, there's more. It's a little bit more complex than I than I initially gave it credit for." Or um, yeah, I don't know. It's good I on mean, a hot truth day. Be told, I, yeah, I like a nice Pim's cup. Yeah, <laughs> when I was walking here, you know, I know you guys had asked me what my favorite cocktail was, and and then I was coming here to record, and I was like, ah, oh, shit, I forgot Pim's. I love Pim's cup. I would have definitely made you. Oh, a she makes a cup. badass Pim's well, cup. Well, I've got. Uh, I'm free this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we do that? Let's go let's to the bar and get a Pim's. We'll go get a Pim's. Cheers. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you for being here. Thank you for having me. Pinocchio.